Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to, because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO school. If you're just starting your business, the sheer amount of possibilities the market guru is telling you to get here or there or the shiny new objects can feel like there are endless, endless products to create, offers to create, or ways to sell and platforms to reach your ideal audience. That was certainly the case for me and as I was starting out as well. But as soon as I discovered it and worked with hundreds of successful entrepreneurs, when you're just starting out, you should put your focus into one or a few key income streams and that's it in order to catapult your business the fastest. You do not want to get distracted. But Snero, what about monetizing Instagram reels on Facebook? Yes, there will never not be a novel new way to make money, but don't get so caught up in the trees that you miss the forest. For this class, what does that mean? We're gonna go over the most common revenue streams, examples in real life, and who they're best suited for. That way you can stop going after the shiny new object or the shiny new thing and focus on the true needle movers for your business. You can always expand later on, but I want you to focus on one to three key needle movers and one to three key products to focus on. By the end of this class, you will understand some of the most common revenue streams readily available for starting entrepreneurs in 2022. Be able to differentiate which revenue stream is useful for your type of business and the business that you want to build. And we'll keep you accountable to choosing one or just a few of these opportunities and committing to actually double downing on them and not getting distracted. For my seasoned entrepreneurs, you know I got you as well. Since you probably already have that core offer or that star product, you should take a slightly different approach. Take in the learnings in this class to understand which of these products or service ideas would nicely complement your current business model and customer journey. Then choose one or two to set up as, an, as your next net revenue stream. Bring those ideas to our boardroom workshop later this month as you'll have a chance to hot seat your product suite to find out if it's a good fit for you against your income goals, energy levels, team, and audience. I can't wait to see you live at our monthly workshop and open coaching session. So let's get right into it. In the following 30 minutes, we'll cover some of the most common revenue streams. We'll see how they've played successfully out in real life and what businesses they're most best suited for. A quick disclaimer, although this isn't a comprehensive list of all the potential ways to make money, these are the ones that we've identified as the most common among women we've coached, the digital business space, and the ones most likely to pair well with pre-existing business models, thanks to the diversity of use across industries, eats, and most important, their scalability. It's 2022, and after all that we've been through, 
What's one of the most sought after elements of a solid digital business? Monthly recurring revenue. Every entrepreneur's dream is to have a stable, recurring source of income that allows them the space to work on other areas of their business, pivot, or simply take a break when life gets in the way without sacrificing dollars. So what's the most common approach to get there? Memberships. You know them, you love them, and so does everyone else with a Netflix, Hulu, or a Disney Plus account, and for good reason too. Because you get access to a lot of content for a very reasonable price. In fact, I know you love memberships. Well, here you are as a very valued member of the club. Let's talk about business models that are basically begging to have a membership space created, even if you have one today or are thinking of adding one. Businesses with a very niche audience where communities are hard to come by and will be sharing high-level information and or businesses that naturally have a large audience that are centered around the service provided by a singular person, a trainer, a business coach, a therapist. Any service-based entrepreneur whose audience wants them but might not always be able to pay one-on-one or even group prices. But those are the obvious examples, right? And I know my product-based friends feel the frustration always hitting digital revenue streams. So for this, let's think outside of the box. A juice brand or any other food and beverage brand really can do a monthly subscription box where you get to personalize your picks or share your favorites monthly. This type of revenue stream is easily adopted by almost any business, from a med spa offering a set amount of treatments for different packages to even a mechanic offering a court like or even a mechanic offering quarterly checkups for smaller but recurring monthly fee. Trying to get loyal customers on a recurring payment model is one of the easiest and fastest streams to implement in your business that creates long-term value for your business. Now, while monthly recurring revenue can be one of the most rewarding revenue streams thanks to its consistency, it usually prioritizes volume over price in order to address a larger audience. Let's look at those that can enjoy a higher ticket price and in doing so naturally limit how many people are able to access it. We're of course talking about a high ticket, more personalized offering like coaching, group coaching, VIP, whatever offer you have or the highest product that you serve in your business. For service providers, coaching on a one-on-one or a group capacity is a clear cut way to build the backbone of your business. The great things about these VIP offerings is you get to set the tiering system that makes sense for you and for your business. For example, if you wanna make sure that you get incredible testimonials, then working intensely with a client until you see success might be the way to go. If you wanna scale back on time without scaling the dollars, you might wanna open up more spaces while devoting the same amount of time. However, a lot of service-based providers may be on the fence about this because they can or don't actually want to coach. Even though this example is useful in the context of coaching, It's also incredibly versatile for other types of businesses. Like I mentioned, you're in charge of what the VIP tiering version of your business looks like. In an agency's case, it might look different to access different levels to your team. It might mean additional services offered, or it might even mean a quicker turnaround for delivery. Many SaaS companies use this tiering system in which higher paying clients get more users, more data, 24-7 support, or a personalized account manager. You get the drift, right? So 
you can have a VIP version of your offering. So now that we've covered high volume, low price offering, right, as well as high price, limited quantity offerings, how about we now move to understand what's going on in that mid price, mid range volume space? So you might heard me say that everything you want, again, is on the other side of consistency. And the thing about consistency is that it's boring, right? Just like my diet. So a lot of entrepreneurs who are attracted by the sparkly side of business lose some steam when they realize that in order to grow a solid company and a solid revenue stream, you've got to do the same things over and over again. But what might seem boring for some is actually so exciting to me because in doing things over and over again is when you become really, really good at them. And this class is where the real bucks are. Let's talk about your MVP. I don't have to tell you this. I don't have to tell you that this often looks like courses for digital businesses. It seems like everyone is launching a course these days and for a good reason. A course is the service industry's way of packaging the best of the best knowledge and making it readily available to a wider audience. But even if they don't come in in such a neat little package, product-based businesses have their MVPs too. An MVP is a product that is relatively easy to produce, is at the mid-price range, and is popular enough to have a high sell-through. This is the star of the business for a product-based business, the Coca-Cola of products. To reference a few of our product-based students throughout the course, Bella from Coconut Whisk found her star product to be the cookie batter. And while she has other products in the line, this is the one she'll likely take to Target or to Wholesale. Or Crystal, who has a construction business, one type of uh, product accounts for 60 to 70% of our business. That is her hero product. That is her MVP product. Service-based companies could be wondering what their MVP looks like if they can't put their offerings into a course. Does this mean that you should stop offering anything else and focus solely on your MVP? No, but it does mean that understanding what you need to have in place for a production team and energetic standpoint to be able to accurately estimate how much you can rely on your MVP and what that will cost, right? That's the consistency part. Your MVP is your hero product. It needs to be the most important, the one that is easy to do, easy to access, and your core offering. Also, part number two, does this mean that your MVP needs to be as valuable as other offerings? You know, an MVP has an important place, but it needs other products and services to create a holistic product journey, right? And a product portfolio that accurately reflects your customer's journey. Now, if you're just starting out and you don't have an MVP, I'll spoil the homework and tell you right now that this is where you need to focus and only focus. But if you have your core product, you have your MVP, you've optimized it as much as you can and you feel comfortable at the time and energy it takes to create, then listen. The following revenue stream ideas are like cherry on top for your company. Could you base your whole business model on one of these? Yes, you could. There are brands and entrepreneurs who are so good at specifically one or all of these. And that is dependent on you and where your skill journey is. However, in my experience for the women that we've coached, we want the core product to be the main product and the others to be complementary to your core product, core product so that you can have additional revenue streams that are complementing your hero revenue stream. In fact, in this first example, um, I'm going to share an example here and includes the complementary quality in the name. 
product add-ons. So if your MVP is a course, let's say, as a service provider, then mini courses are a great add-on. Digital products or downloadables can be lower ticket items that solve a very specific need and that could be an easy add-on. It doesn't take away from your hero product, but is additional revenue streams. I gave the example of an agency, right, as also a service-based business that's non Um, non-digital. So from an agency point of view, if you sell a package like brand creation, it's easy to offer a one-day website audit, right, while you have them. So that's a great example of another product add-on without leaving your core suite. And then for product-based companies, think about your customer journey and what you can add on to the current package. So I think about it in terms of bundles. We've all seen, right, the Um, buy your burger and add on the fries and a drink, right? So that is a combo uh, product and product add-on. So AirPods, when you buy an iPhone or when you're thinking about a beauty line, if you have a beauty-based product, how can you do a package for um, the whole kit versus one, one singular product of it? So great ways for you to think about that extension of that customer journey. A great example uh, was uh, the product Bloom that we had in uh, for CEO Schools podcast a couple of months ago. And she her hero product was a um, acne oil. And then from there, they extended out that acne product into multiple different products for their skincare routine. And so that's a great example of upsell and cross-sell within your customer base to continue that journey for the customer. So this can be applied to every single style of business. So first, it has to focus back on your MVP. And then you think about what is next in your customer journey. The best part, the sale is practically closed because in buying the MVP, like the candle or the iPhone or the acne oil or the podcast or the website uh, audit, you know they'll likely have a need for that add-on or what's next. So if you've worked on your MVP offering and you feel comfortable with it, it's time to get creative with your add-ons as your audience might honestly be asking for them. Another additional revenue stream that you could be thinking about in your business is they might not even be your products or services. Affiliate income is a great way also to add this next income stream to your business. So a beautiful thing about working with female entrepreneurs is that we see collaboration over competition. And it's so much more fun to collaborate with other entrepreneurs or other you know people in your industry as well. So that could be an additional revenue stream into your audience, into your product offering, whether you're a product business, a service business, or a digital business. The rise of social media as a main source of communication, information, and connection has made it so easy to tap into this collaborative state. And I highly encourage you to take advantage of it. But I don't want you to get focused on affiliate revenue if you haven't really, unless that's your core product offering, right? I want you to focus on having your core product offering and then you can add into the affiliate model as you have built out customers that are looking for similar products and are complementary services. So if you have a product or service that you love, that you would love to recommend and advocate for, you should start getting paid for it, right? And it could be the tools and services that you use that your audience or that your customers may need. And so that's a great way for, especially for service-based companies to add on affiliate marketing, brand sponsorships, uh, or you know other collaborations from other brands that are complementary to what your client already needs today in their journey. So an example for us at CO School is we're actually looking at, there's products that I recommend to you guys 
every single day that I absolutely use. So I don't recommend you becoming an affiliate of any products that you actually do not advocate for because it's not going to be authentic. So even if you are the person that has that med spa, for example, make sure that the products that you guys are selling at your med spa It's a great way to have additional income, but making sure that these are the products that you recommend as well. So we're actually looking at that as our next additional revenue stream is is getting affiliate income on brands that we already recommend anyway. And so it's not going to be the greatest part of our revenue, but it's an additional form of revenue that can be added already to our product suite that we're doing uh, regardless. So now we've discussed multiple ways for you to add different revenue streams. The most important thing that I want you to focus on is your hero product. And then think about expansion from your hero product. What is part of your customer journey that you can add on, that you can simplify, or that you can have a higher value offering? Also, don't forget to think about other brands and partnerships that you can also partner with to complete that customer journey if you don't want to be the one to to complete that journey for your customer. But again, I want you to focus, and that's why it's not wise for an early entrepreneur to try to focus on everything. You want to make sure that your core product offering is the most sustainable, and then go ahead and, go ahead and adding on the add-ons, monthly recurring revenue, memberships, and of course, other forms of revenue. Now for the homework, right? We're always gonna have homework. So first what I want you to do is brain dump all of your ideas onto a single page with your core product offering right in the middle, right? Have your MVP, your hero product, and then I want you to draw an arrow to the right and to the left and then see what are the complementary products that you can add on, what are the different ways that your customer wants to go through her or his ideal customer journey. I want you to brain dump all of this and use this month to zoom out And it's not about building that product today, but at least knowing where the puck is going, what products you need to add on in the future. That is how we think about diversifying our income streams within our business. So I've given you lots of ideas today from monthly recurring revenue to having product add-ons, but again, going back to focus on your core hero product or a few core hero products, you could bundle them as well. So lots of opportunities, whether you are a product-based business, a service-based business, a digital business, an agency-style business, right? It's so important for you to have your menu of items and knowing which ones will produce the most and maximum amount of revenue. That is where I want you to focus first. And when you've nailed that, to then diversify through the multiple different revenue streams. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.